Welcome to the Payments Journal Podcast, and here is your host, Ryan Mack. Welcome to the Payments Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Mack. Now, choices are absolutely fantastic. They create competition in the marketplace. They push innovation. But with so many choices in the payments industry, it's hard for merchants to keep up with offering all these choices. But it's not just a problem of offering all these choices, but what's the best flow for the payment that a consumer chooses? This flow can have many implications, such as cost and acceptance rate. So on this episode, I'm joined by Benny Tidell, who is the head of secure e-commerce at ACI Worldwide, and Raymond Pucci, the director of merchant service at Mercator Advisor Group to unpack new research commissioned by ACI that reveals that merchants and PSPs aim to improve resilience, conversion, and costs through using multiple acquires. So there's certainly a lot of data and insights to unpack on today's episode. So without any further delays, let's start the show. So Benny and Ray, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Uh, where we're really going to be kind of diving into um, kind of a multi-acquiring strategy and really the advantages around that. Um, so to kind of do a little bit of table setting here. Uh, Benny, I know that your organization, uh, ACI, uh, has some really interesting data and insights um, kind of to help set the table for this discussion. So perhaps you could unpack those for our audience here today. Yeah, so th- thanks, uh, thanks, Ryan, uh, for that. We conducted a research with Edgar Dunn um, by interviewing a number of merchants as well as payment service providers. Um, with different geographies and different sizes, so all the way from SME, SMBs uh, to the tier one and really large multi-billion dollar merchants as well. And and the data, wireless, um, is not surprising to me, (laughs) sort of what I expected, but really spoke volume in in terms of where it's going. Um, 57% of merchants um, are today multi-acquiring. Uh, which means they have a relationship not with a single acquirer, but with multiple acquirers. And on the PSP side, at 70% of them, uh, or more than 70% of them doing business with multiple acquirers. Um, so that's, that's quite interesting. But if you look at the trend beyond what the current status looks like, 40% of merchants that are today engaged with a single acquirer are you know, looking to swap out, to change, to increase their acquirer relationship within you know the next uh, year or two so trend says it is going to be multi-acquiring um, strategy for merchants and psps but even the current state speaks volume that you know more than half of the population today understands the advantage and has a multi-acquire um setup so so that's sort of the table the, the table setup of what the data says from our service and and we can unpack that uh, ryan that's right, Benny. Great to be with you again. And yes, um, at Mercator Advisory Group, I know we're seeing merchants, um, they, have, they have many choices that are out there, and that's why they, they are, uh, you know, establishing uh, multiple relationships uh, with, um, with different acquirers. And, um, you know, no doubt, uh, and as we'll be talking about, uh, I'm sure, in this discussion, uh, e-commerce and cross-border sales are really driving this. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, we'll certainly certainly get to a lot of those points there. Um, but first, I, uh, Benny, you know, I, I'm curious from ACI's perspective, right? You know, we're really seeing that there's kind of this growing volume of uh, payment service providers or PSPs um, and merchants that are really looking to connect to multiple multiple acquirers here. So I'm curious from what you're seeing from ACI's perspective, what's really kind of driving this change and what are merchants really looking to achieve with this? Yeah, good question. Uh, and, and in fact, if you look in the report, there are several things uh, in order of priority. 
And then for us, when we look at the landscape, not just the, the research, as I said, uh, this is a reality for us in our day-to-day -day interaction. There are a few that stand out, right? So the first is this rapid shift in the industry we're seeing where uh, we're, we're moving into towards uh, an increasingly digitized payment interaction that consumers are expecting for their merchants to have. Uh, so merchants and PSPs are adopting this rapidly increasing digitization of the payment journey, which means, you know, from a consumer's perspective, um, how they engage is very mobile centric. How they engage is I want to have the payment type that I want right now, right here, regardless of the channel I engage with you, whether I'm in your store, I'm online, et cetera. I want to have that consistent experience of using the device that I like to use, using the payment types that I use, uh, which are, you know, most of them predominantly have started in the digital um, sphere, right? If you think about the wallets, the QR codes, et cetera. So this digitization has created the need to work with multiple providers um, that are offering those payment types that consumers are expecting um, to, to, for the merchant to have, right? Then, then the next one is, it's not just the payment type and the digitization of the industry, but in general, the payments space and the retail space um, is, is rapidly changing uh, and the competitive landscape is becoming even more difficult to, to catch up. So merchants have to continually innovate and adapt and change because the consumer's expectation of services, different services um, to be offered to them is increasing. What that means is um, to provide that you know, expected customer experience while at the same time have a control over cost, while at the same time providing security and set, you know, a safe uh, payment journey means um, you know, merchants need to have this relationship with multiple providers that can actually service those you know, shifting change. So that's, that's the other one is the, the landscape is you know, shifting and changing very rapidly. The other one is, um, with the you know the consolidation we've seen in the um, in the acquire space, particularly of course producing some of the mega acquires that we have, but also the uprise of the sort of the fintech or the rise of the new acquire space. That means there was a lot of options, and when you you know couple that with PSPs and merchants um, having cross border expansions, um, and when you think about you know I am maybe in a high risk vertical and I need to balance my volume in this way and that way. And now I'm actually going to expand my offer from this vertical to that vertical. All this is driving again for the need to have multiple payment type support, multiple vertical support, multiple geography support needs, which means again, um, you know, merchants and PSPs are looking for multiple um, acquires. Um, so if you pull that all together, what we're saying is, and what our research and experience is showing that is, you know, to have a resilient uh, payment infrastructure, to have the flexibility to adapt to the needs of the consumer as well as the industry, and to continue to drive convergence, which is all about not just a tactical, you know, um, approval of that payment at the point of sale, but also, you know, having the loyalty of the customer for long term. Um, value of the customer, all this is driving this shift we're seeing in multiple acquire setup for merchants and payment service providers. Well, those are great points, Benny. And I know uh, we look at it that um, consumers, um, they're really hybrid shoppers today. 
And um, you mentioned a few instances where, whether it's in store, online, and especially mobile devices, are, are where consumers are expecting that, that their browsing, ordering, and payment needs are met. And it really comes down to consumers, it, you know, they want to be in control when, where, and how they shop and how they pay. So that's why it's really um, very, very essential for merchants and PC, uh, PSPs to be able to uh, meet those needs of this hybrid shopper. And um, many are, many merchants are doing this, but there's still a lot of room for merchants to be able to meet uh, these very high expectations that uh, consumers have right now. Yeah, and I certainly think it's 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 really interesting because Benny, as you kind of pointed out there, you know, there's certainly the options that are made available are, in my opinion, kind of growing exponentially. From a merchant perspective, kind of taking a first look at it can certainly cause a lot of kind of headaches and confusion. So I'd be curious then to kind of get from your perspective of what are some of the kind of the specific examples of tangible benefits that merchants have seen from kind of really taking on this uh, approach um, in terms of kind of like a multi-acquiring approach uh, that we're discussing here today? Yeah, Ryan, um, uh, good question. Um, you know, just as a summary, we have seen um, probably about a 60-70% adoption rate over the last couple of years. Uh, into our capability, what we call smart routing, which is all about how do I optimize my approval rate and conversion rate by having multiple acquires, but sometimes even in a single acquire setup. Um, so that data alone to me tells the story that you know merchants are seeing tangible results um, in having a multi-acquire result. But that aside, maybe I'll, I'll talk about three specific use cases that we've seen. You know, one is um, we are seeing 85% of merchants that have moved to this multi-acquire setup that we were talking about have, sh uh, have shown um, an increase in their conversion rate. Uh, and if you quantify that, about 23% of those are actually seeing more than 10% increase in conversion rate. Um, so one of those tangible results that we, you know, we, we need to, to make sure we highlight is Multi-acquired setup absolutely brings an uplifting conversion rate. Again, really tied to the specific payment tactically, um, you know, transaction approval. So, you know, it's great to have a conversion all the time, but some of the collateral advantage, maybe even, you know, bigger than the actual revenue is the loyalty of the customer. So by increasing your conversion rate, you're actually, you know, giving a good customer experience, which means you're retaining the customer as well. You know, with that solution that I talked about recently, we're seeing you know more than um, twelve to sixteen percent conversion uplift by having a smart dynamic routing capability in place across our base. The other use case I talk about, and this one is an interesting, uh, an interesting one. We have a global um, customer that was leveraging what you call a super acquire. So I have one acquire that addresses multiple markets, multiple geographies which is great if you think about simplicity, quick to market, and I don't have to manage multiple contracts, et cetera. However, after looking at the data um, and some of the conversion challenge, um, we converted one specific market that's you know, strategic and critical for this customer into a local acquire over a period of time, having you know, checks and balances to make sure we have a backup between the global and the local. Once the migration is completed within an eight month period, we saw a 42% increase in the acceptance rate for that specific market. Now, 42% uh, 
is, um, is a huge number. Uh, again, just even speaking tactically about that revenue, but imagine the customer um, experience and loyalty impact that would have. Uh, and then lastly, this one is, uh, you know, this third example is, is actually a market implication. We've seen failures in the um, acquirer space. You know, one example could be Wirecard as an example out of Europe that, you know, almost overnight, the business has deteriorated to a point that it wouldn't be able to sustain uh, the merchants that are utilizing that. And what we've seen is <laughs> in those instances, having a backup having the relationship already in place with multiple, you know, acquires, et cetera, was a quick way to make sure that you're not introducing any type of disruption and your ability to accept payments and to service your, your customers. So it's not just, you know, one transaction. It's not just about, uh, you know, failure within a day and that gets corrected tomorrow. But in some cases, it's even business resiliency uh, practice um, that would benefit from having multiple acquire um, uh, setups. And I'm, I'm sure that uh, Ray would have uh, some more data to add to that. That's right, Benny. A key point really for merchants, it's really all about uh, revenue optimization. In some of the instances that you're mentioning, the least cost or smart routing, you know, given that orders, e-commerce orders coming across uh, multiple markets, many cross-border transactions, different financial institutions involved. So the merchant really needs some assurance that the payment transaction is uh, very favorable to them from a cost standpoint. And that's, you know, this whole idea that we're saying about least cost routing really has to come into the equation so that the merchants know that um, they're not leaving money on the table when they're dealing, you know, with multiple markets. And certainly, uh, that's an advantage of having multiple acquirers at their disposal. So, you know, the conversion rate, the, the acceptance of the orders, which is another aspect of revenue optimization, with the big surge in e-commerce that, that, we, that we've been seeing, you know, from COVID in 2020, that's going to continue across different merchant verticals. So, the conversion rate uh, of transactions going through is, is such an important factor uh, which again speaks to the uh, advantage of having multiple acquirers to be able to get involved with the transaction. A lot of what we're talking about here, it just it it really seems like it's it's kind of complex. And if I'm a merchant and I'm looking to implement something like this, my first thought as a merchant is that my focus is on running the business, kind of the day-to-day -day operations, making sure that we're growing, we're meeting customer expectations, um, you know, kind of the day in day out here. Um, and this process, you know, as I said, kind of seems very complicated. Um, and so merchants, I think you, you might initially kind of get the, the assumption that, hey, um, you know, maybe this, I see the benefits that we're talking about here, but maybe I don't want to implement this because I just see this as kind of being too much of a burden. So I'm curious, Benny, maybe from your perspective, if you could kind of walk our audience through of ways that particularly merchants can kind of simplify this setup and really still reap those benefits that we're talking about here today? Um, you know, I, I speak about uh, the conundrum merchants face today, right? So on the one hand, you have a very demanding consumer because of the experience they've been exposed to that's mobile centric, uh, the improvement of technology, 
Gen Z, which is really about, I want it now and then, and I want all the options I have. Um, I don't care whether that's in store um, or elsewhere. Um, so you have this you know, expectation of a seamless experience and everything works all the time with all the options that I want. Uh, and then on the other hand, you're exactly right. There is this growing complexity of the payment ecosystem, uh, number of connections, types of offers, uh, mandates, security, regulations. You have all these things that are pressuring the merchant. So merchants is really sitting in the middle between those two, you know, ironically con 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 contradicting, um, you know, trends in the marketplace. Uh, this is where really having an acquire agnostic payment gateway really adds value, right? And having the right technology partner that one, on the one hand, allows you to be flexible so that you, you can innovate all the customer journeys uh, and all the experiences you need to bring to your consumers, but at the same time helps you to uh, mask out, abstract out the complexity, the security requirement, the overhead that really comes um, from truly getting plugged into the payment um, space. So if by leveraging these types of gateways, um, or, or really I think the gateway term is becoming obsolete for me, it is truly growing into a payment orchestration engine. And so by having the right payment orchestration engine, which is really about, I can plug in easily, and then the payment engine achieves what I need to achieve, which is connect to multiple acquires, dynamically and smartly route, protect and uh, me from fraud and abstract out all the security requirement, et cetera, is going to be quite important. And you know, at the end of the day, when whether I want to enter a new market or I want to enter a new vertical uh, or I want to enable a new payment, it's not another you know, integration effort. It's not another technical exercise, but it's a matter of you know, configuration and switching in flags that allow me to quickly enable those functionalities, those offers, those services for my, for my consumer. So the benefits of this multi-acquiring strategy we're talking about uh, is about driving conversion and having better cost control. I can negotiate better with my acquirers and so on. And these simply outweigh some of the disadvantage and um, you know, complexity challenge, especially if you can bring in the right payment orchestration engine in place, uh, then you would be able to drive it without that dragging you down. That's a good term, Benny, um, and, and you're right that um, payment gateways, the term gateway was, was used, you know, for a while, and, and given that, uh, you know, gateways were, were the entree, certainly for a merchant to be able to um, access uh, e-commerce uh, e payment uh, transactions, um, but now, I mean, we think of it as um, it's a payment platform, you know, Payment gateways are now payment platforms, multi-feature, multi-benefit uh, platforms that that go way beyond the payment transaction, uh, bringing in, um, as we were saying earlier, the you know what's the best routing for for the the payment uh, transaction to occur, fraud management, uh, many added value things that are really necessary for a merchant to be able to. Um, get the full benefit of making the sale, satisfying the online consumer, and at, and, and at the same time, you know, getting these other business type tools um, that are important to them. So, um, as you say, it's an orchestra, and um, merchants need the right conductor to be able to 
um, have the orchestra, um, you know, everyone playing um, on the same page, so to speak. So that's how I look at it. I kind of like to end our our conversation on today, uh, kind of taking a focus on uh, for merchants that that are in this camp of saying, "Hey, yes, I am looking to extend uh, their acquire relationship and kind of gain some of the benefits uh, that we've discussed here today." Benny, what would kind of be your recommendations for kind of first steps or next steps that merchants should be taking? Yeah, so as I said, there are um, quite a large number of benefits that a merchant can gain from having a multi-acquire setup. Um, you know, but for me is first, really for your business, for your particular use case, you need to be clear on what you're trying to achieve, all right? So the top three we talked about, resiliency, cost-saving, conversion, um, but are there other things that you know, you're looking to achieve or are these the ones? So that really helps you refine what you're going to do. The other one is I, I really highly recommend that you take a look at our research, uh, the report that we've released, uh, which is also available on our website to download, which gives you all the details of that benefit that I talked about, the number of benefits that have been highlighted, um, which is you know feedback from your peers in this space. But at the same time, I would also encourage conversations with your peers um, to see what others have experienced, what are some of the hurdles that they've faced, especially as you go into, you know, different verticals, different geographies, and, and so on. There's uh, there's wisdom uh, in having conversations with people who've been through that. Um, and then I think ultimately, as 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 we said, the the solution of abstracting out the complexity really sits with your payment service provider. Um, so I would recommend that you have an early and often conversation with your payment provider on how they would be able to help you. And, and of course, um, I would be very happy to talk to you as well. So I would recommend that you talk to me and to the ACI team and how we would be able to help you with our um, payment orchestration engines, be it in um, e-commerce or omni-commerce space. And I would say, Benny, that uh, from a merchant perspective, that um, the reality is that um, online sales, the different sales channels are just continuing to accelerate. We've seen in 2020 um, many, uh, many different merchant verticals seeing, and, and this would have been unheard of really, triple digit year over year percentage gains for online transactions. And um, um, that triple digit gain, the triple digit percentage gain certainly aren't going to continue, but we're still talking big numbers in terms of um, the number of transactions, the uh, dollar value and so on. So um, merchants should um, understand that um, different acquirers can bring um, different benefits for them, that least cost routing that we talked about, the revenue optimization, and that's why, a, um, as we're saying, a payment uh, orchestrator or a platform can really bring them the best benefits, especially now that consumers want to uh, be doing many of their purchases online, especially from mobile devices, which um, will be, uh, we're seeing over 50% of all e-commerce transactions are happening on a mobile device. So merchants need to look to those uh, payment providers that can meet those needs and ultimately satisfy their shoppers and their customers. 
Excellent. Well, well, I certainly think that this has been a very fantastic conversation. Um, so, Benny, Ray, thank you so much for taking the time today for speaking to me about a multi-acquiring uh, strategy or kind of a payment orchestration strategy here. Uh, and I hope to have both of you back on the podcast real soon. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Take care, Benny. All right. Cheers. Cheers.